and welcome to A Court of Three Strands, the Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture. Through this show, we hope to provide a resource of education and encouragement for students, parents, and leaders about the revival of Christian values in our community. On A Court of Three Strands, we'll focus on the three foundational strands that make a strong, flourishing Christian culture, the church, the family, and education. We desire to order these things around God's word to advance Christ's kingdom and so glorify him and bless our community. My name is Ron Young, former headmaster at Providence Academy and founder of the Palatine Institute. And I'm Allison Tuttle, a wife and mother and the director of the Palatine Institute. Through our conversations, we look forward to sharing fellowship, knowledge, and practical wisdom for his glory here on A Court of Three Strands podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome back to a Court of Three Strands, Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture. Today we are recording episode nine of season six. We're continuing on in our discussion of the Ten Commandments, and today we are discussing commandment number eight. Yes, commandment eight, the one that seems easy. Yeah, they all sort of seem easy at first blush. I know. Yeah. Uh, don't do not steal. So normally, I think. We've been looking at this and the shorter catechism has kind of been our main thing. And then we kind of look at some things in the larger catechism. Yep. But with the next few, the last three, I think we're going to be delving in a lot more in the larger catechism because there's there's so much to it. Yeah, that's fun. So we'll start off, though, with the shorter catechism questions. Yep. And then look at the larger catechism. Okay. All right. So, Allison, question 73, which is the eighth commandment? The eighth commandment is thou shalt not steal. All right, we're done. No, I'm just kidding. Here we go. Wrapping up. Wrapping up. 74, what is required in the eighth commandment? The eighth commandment requireth the lawful procuring and furthering the wealth and outward estate of ourselves and others. All right. And 75, what is forbidden? The eighth commandment. The eighth commandment forbiddeth whatsoever doth or may unjustly hinder our own or our neighbor's wealth or outward estate. Okay. So as the Westminster Catechism has that pattern, so what's required and what's forbidden. Yes. Thou shalt not steal is in and of itself is the forbidden, right? Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to unjustly hinder our own or our neighbor's wealth or outward estate. Mm-hmm. And and that's the, the broad category. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about what's forbidden or what's required in it is the lawful procuring and furthering the wealth and outward estate of ourselves and others. That almost sounds like prosperity gospel, doesn't it? A little bit. Yeah. And I think one of the problems is that unless you're involved in kind of that, um, Pentecostals, health and wealth thing. Yep. You almost only hear about the negative, mm-hmm. right? Not what's required, but what's forbidden. Mm-hmm. Such that I grew up in the church thinking that procuring wealth for myself would just be a sin. This is interesting. I see where you're going with this. Yes. Uh-huh. Right? It, yeah. 
that's somehow wrong. Yeah, it's sinful to pursue wealth. Yet according to the standard, the Westminster Confession of Faith, which seeks to be faithful to scripture in the theology of it, it says that it's required mm. that we should be procuring and furthering the wealth of ourselves and others. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shocking, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is and it isn't. It's like human flourishing really is what God wants. Correct. Which that's a part of yeah. this conversation about. Yes. And the whole world is, earth is made to produce. Right. And when you look at the stories of the Old Old Testament, New Testament, you see that there are times in which people go without for particular purposes, mm-hmm. uh, like the, Jesus commanding his apostles to go as missionaries. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not supposed to bring things. They're going to rely on the well-being of, of others. Yeah. But the norm is that we're producing as people. Mm-hmm. Part of our that dominion mandate is that we're producing wealth mm-hmm. and and that that's not sin. Right. As long as we're doing it justly and we're not hindering others. Yep. And uh, that we're giving our tribute, our tithe to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And there's more to it. We'll get to it here. And so how does this differ, you might ask, from the prosperity gospel? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So the prosperity gospel tries to say that what God wills for all his people is that they all be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Mm-hmm. Now, it is the desire of all people, I think, and it should be, mm-hmm. to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. But God has plans, right? Um, think of the blind man um, that Jesus encounters. Yeah. You know, did this person say, like, why is he blind? So it must be some sort of punishment from God. You know, mm-hmm. like, who sinned? This man or his parents said, he goes, no, this is, he was born this way so that the glory of God could be displayed yeah. through him and, and, then, and they healed him. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't as if all those years of blindness, somehow he was like in sin. Right. It, was, it wasn't like. He wasn't praying correctly or something. The rich man, Lazarus, you know, he's, it's a parable, but there's the rich man, he's wicked. You have the poor man and he's, he ends up in uh, Abraham's bosom. Mm-hmm. So there are times when our estate, due to the circumstances of our life and God's calling and his will, that we're not necessarily going to be wealthy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But he will, he does promise to take care of our needs and he does that through the means of the church. Yes. Can I um, bring up one other Bible story? Yeah. This brings to mind the story where Jesus is talking to the rich young ruler. Yeah. And he, you know, catalogs all the ways he's obeying the law. Yeah. And then Jesus says, well, then you need to sell all that you have and give to the poor. And he leaves sad. The rich young man leaves sad, right? Because he had a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I have heard it discussed, maybe not preached, but discussed that this is an example of why wealth is bad. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. But the idea actually is that the rich young ruler like omitted <laughs> the covetous law, right? Like yeah. was that was like the one he was not obeying. Yeah. And so Jesus was being diagnostic. Correct. Um, towards this particular individual's heart, not condemning wealth. Correct. Yes. Yeah, it was an idol for him. Right. And he needed to get rid of it. And this becomes a shock to the disciples because the in the second temple Judaism, that is, you know, after the exile and they come back and the temple's rebuilt. Yes. That period of time in which you have Pharisees emerging as religious leaders, those, you know, 
scribes as teachers of the law, those types of things. The assumption was that if you obey God's law, if you live a righteous life, God will bless you and you'll be wealthy. Mm. If you are disobeying God, God will punish you and you'll be poor. Mm -hmm. Like that's the idea. And so when they saw people who were rich, and they, they acknowledged in their system of thought, there are wicked people who have done wicked things in order to get rich. But they're, in general, here's this rich young ruler who's been obeying the law, mm-hmm. at least in part. Like, I think everyone who knew this young man would have thought of him as a good person. Right. And therefore, his wealth and his power were a blessing from God. Mm-hmm. But Jesus saw his heart. Right. And said he needed to get rid of it in order to. So... The idea here that comes next in that story has to do with the belief of um, if you do this, then this will happen. Correct. And so Jesus says um, how difficult it is for a rich man to enter, to enter the heaven. You know, it's um, more easy for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to go to heaven. Uh, when I was a kid, I remember being taught that there was a gate called the eye of the needle and you had to maneuver your your camel to go in and through. And so it was very difficult for the camel to go through. Mm -hmm. Okay. So first of all, that gate was hundreds of years after this, like that didn't exist back then. It probably was made because of this this story. Yeah. Yeah. The idea is, is that it is impossible for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven, just like it is impossible for all of us. Yeah. Except by faith in Jesus Christ. Right. So the problem is, is when they say, oh, if how, you know, how difficult is for a rich man? All of a sudden, uh, I, I think in my upbringing, riches were always suspect. Yeah. Sort of demonized. Yes. Yeah. And I'm going to, okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to bring this out. And I'm, because I, I know this is, it, it's one of the questions I continue to get. And man, I can't wait till we get the Patreon account up going so we can do more further in depth. but. My upbringing also had this um, dispensational kind of pre-trib rap, woe is me, the world's against us, mm-hmm. and uh, it's all evil and Jesus is going to come back. And part of that had this suspect of anyone with wealth or power was evil, mm. right? That that was just... Because mm-hmm. it's things of the world, is it, that... Yeah, because it's things of the world. And they're all against us. And we're, you know, I grew up in a very, I've, I've mentioned this before. I grew up in a very poor area and that was the common idea. It's, it's, we're victims, we're the righteous and everyone else is out to get us. And if you have, if people have wealth and power, it's of the devil or something. And it, and it all, it all kind of went together. Mm-hmm. And of course the prosperity gospel coming in and, and really has affected poor areas. Yeah. And it's been exported into the mission field in poor areas. And, and you know what that prosperity gospel has done? It's made pastors rich off of the flock. That's evil. Yeah. It's just, it's just evil. So back to the 10 commandments part here and what the Westminster standards are saying is that there's a wisdom in God's law, it's a natural, it's the way God made the world. Mm-hmm. His moral law is um, objective. Mm-hmm. Whether you're a believer or not, whether you're a pagan or not, if you follow certain things in the moral law, it 
work. So if, you know, just the, the Thomas Sowell is, a, is an African-American economist who is very quick to bring out that if you don't have babies out of wedlock, mm-hmm. you graduate from high school, you get married and stay married, and you get a job. And it doesn't matter how much you get paid. Mm-hmm. Like those things. If you just do those things, you will not be poor. Like there'll be a, maybe a small segment because of other things, but, but statistically, that's all you need to not be poor. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. look at that. Like, okay, if we're diligent in our work, if we're doing basic things that the Bible commands us to do, chances are you're going to prosper. And if you don't spend things foolishly and you learn how to save and invest or whatever and, or, or give your money to people who can do it for you, you are going to grow in wealth. <laughs> is that God's blessing? Yeah, because blessing is the idea of something that's intended, the outcome happens. Yep. Right? So yeah. uh, when God says to the world to be fruitful and multiply, like he blesses them and says be fruitful and multiply. It simply means that if people do their natural function, they will reproduce and be fruitful, right? Yes. So, so the, the prosperity gospel is try to say that that blessing is somehow super, a supernatural thing, that God's going to do something um, miraculous in order to give you wealth. And that's a lie. That, that is a lie. And it's kind of based on works. Correct. Right? right. Yeah. Where. We're at, like we're somehow earning Earning his blessing. Whereas this is saying God's, as God's people, we're commanded to do these things. And if we do those things, then. Human flourishing naturally occurs. Naturally occurs. Yeah. And again, it would be a generalized principle in that. Correct. Not everything. Not a formula. Things happen. Yes. That that might knock you out. Right. But God's word also provides for how those people are taken care of. Mm -hmm. So this is an an important commandment, especially for our society, because I don't think our society has had such wealth disparity ever, right? And um, and so you have a portion of the population. I remember during, and, and I don't know how it is right this moment, but I remember um, during the Obama administration, there was a lamenting of the shrinking middle class. And then a statistician pointed out that that the middle class was shrinking, not because more middle class people are getting poor. It's because more middle class people are becoming upper middle class or gaining wealth. They were gaining wealth. Yeah. So, Interesting. So, so the shrinking middle class in that time period was happening because more people were gaining wealth yep. rather than going right? the other direction. So, yeah. it, you know, this is a curious thing too. in in our, our world too, is my wife and I, you know, we, we bought a house for under, under a hundred thousand dollars many years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, up until, you know, we, we've been th- thinking about selling it, you know, or, or, or moving to another place and maybe renting our, our house. <laughs> and and uh, this house that we bought, I'll just say it was a fixer upper for $74,000, you know, 20 years ago. And all of a sudden, in the last five years, um, it went from being valued at somewhere around 150000 to $250,000. Wow. Like this is... This is crazy, right? So those kinds of things happen. So in my, it, it, statistically, then I would be counted as a wealthy person. Right. Because of my net worth. Yes. Well, that's weird. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I don't feel like I'm a wealthy person. It, but it just, it's just uh, an odd thing. Yeah. 
So let's go through this. Yeah. And then awesome. we might get some questions about the episode and we might have to have a follow up, a follow up for our Patreon uh, subscribers. Sounds good. Which should be out soon. Very soon. All right. So let's look at what's required in the larger catechism. So the larger catechism is going to expound on this. It's going to go into more detail. What are the duties? This is question 141. What are the duties required in the Eighth Commandment? The duties required in the Eighth Commandment are truth, faithfulness, and justice in contracts and commerce between man and man. So, so let me just pause this. Like, so and I explained this in an earlier episode. When we look at the, the law is all of God's law, his moral law is summarily comprehended in these 10 commands, which means that the eighth command is a sum of all these teachings in scripture yep. regarding stealing, right? Yeah. So, so one of the basics is simply truth, faithfulness, and justice in contracts and commerce. If there's not that, then it's stealing. Mm -hmm. Here's where I'm going to maybe tick off some people. Can I? Yes. Okay. Um, there's been some argument about debt forgiveness, loan forgiveness. And the Biden administration, Joe Biden has been forgiving debt. And people are upset and saying, well, that's Congress didn't approve of it and all this stuff. Well, he's not been able to do all college debt. He's been doing specific debt. Mm -hmm. So back a long time ago, when the United States government promised loan forgiveness, if you devote a certain amount of time in public service. So if you went into teaching, for instance, mm -hmm. you... um and you had to teach for, I think, a certain amount of time. It, it, it wasn't forever, but a certain amount of time. There was this promise that they would forgive your debt after if you paid off faithfully for, I think it's 20 years or something like that, or 15. I forgot exactly the number. But if you paid it off, or if you were consistent in paying, whatever you had left, they would forgive because you did your time of service. Mm -hmm. Okay. So literally thousands and thousands of people did this. And then they got to that point and they go back and say, hey, there's supposed to be this forgiveness. And they have refinanced their, their loans with these other groups on the, on the advice of our government. And then the government has come back and said, well, that only applies if you're in this program, which they were never told. Okay. So what happened is our government made promises and they were not faithful to the promises. And what people are doing is calling them out and that those debts are now being forgiven. Why? Well, because those things have been coming due and our government has, has not been faithful. They made a promise. They made a promise and it needs to be forgiven. Now, whether this can be a feather in one administration's cap or not. I, I don't know. I just know that it needs to happen. Yeah. If there have been these promises and they were not faithful, they were not telling the truth, that's not just for them to continue to, to do that. To change the terms yeah. on the people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's a separate thing than the idea of just forgiving everyone's debts. Right. So it's, those two things are different, but I wanted to point out that a, a wrong, it seems, is being righted. Yeah. And then certain Republicans are complaining about it. Republicans, 
Don't do that. Okay. Care about justice. Care about justice. Yeah. Okay. But, but you will also note that um, I, th- I think most of those Republicans are making hay about it because it's confusing people because they're not dealing truthfully about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. They're not put, they're not making legislative moves to stop the debt forgiveness because they know it's the right thing. Mm-hmm. Instead, they're just complaining about it. So it seems like sort of using it to their yeah, political advantage. Yeah. So in it's our, lousy. in our next episode, <laughs> we'll deal with such things. Yes. <laughs> okay. As the Lord does. As the Lord does. So I'm an equal opportunity basher. Like I, it's not. That's good. It's not good. You just bash unfaithfulness and yes. injustice. Yes. Yeah. On both sides. All right. Okay. Continue. Okay. Rendering to everyone his due. Restitution of goods unlawfully detained from the right owners thereof. Yeah. Giving and lending freely according to our abilities and the necessities of others. Let's stop right there. Yeah. Now listen to this. One of the things that the Bible teaches us as his people is that we're to give and to lend freely mm-hmm. according to our abilities and the necessities of others. So if I have money and I have an excess of money, I mean, I have yep. wealth to give and there's a need, I ought to give. If there's someone who needs a loan, it's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. So it, in a little bit, we'll see that one of the sins forbidden is usury. Okay. Usury is not simply charging interest when you loan money, okay? Mm-hmm. It's the idea of charging interest in a way that the other person can't pay back or it's extravagant mm-hmm. or to charge interest in loans for necessities. So if it's a, if it's a business, right? So, you know, if I came to Allison, to you or to your, you know, to your Paul and I said, hey, you know, we're, we're needing... We can't pay our groceries. Can, can we borrow a hundred bucks? Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, y- you would have to give it to me, mm-hmm. right? You just please. No, I'm just kidding. I would. <laughs> you would, right? You, yeah. So you get, but but even if it was a stranger, yes. And you go, they're in a they're in a poor situation now. It would be wrong to say, yeah, I'll give you that hundred bucks. But if I don't get it back by the end of the month, then I'm going to charge you 150. Yeah. Like that's just, that's evil. That's, yeah. that's kind of usury. You're not supposed to charge interest on something like that as a, as a need. Mm-hmm. Um, is it okay to expect the money back? I think so. But you should be able to give understanding. I'm, I might not get that back. Right. Right. And, and yeah, read the circumstances. Yeah, correct. Give or lend depending upon the circumstances. Yes. But if I came to you and said, hey, Allison, hey, Paul, I, I, I got this business venture. I was wondering if uh, you can lend me some money so that I could do this or ask you to invest in it or you know, whatever. So yeah. say I ask you to invest in my business and Paul's like, oh, there's no way that's, that's, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that, but I'll loan you, uh-huh. I'll loan you 10,000 at, uh, 5% interest. Mm-hmm. That's not usury. Right. Right. If you're going to invest in my business, you should expect a return. Yes. Right. And it's not meaning a need. Correct. Necessary. So it's a, it's a loan. It's an investment, you know, either yeah. way, you know. Yep. So, um, you know, if you invest in the company, it goes great. You can expect a bigger return. 
you're not interested in investing the money, but you're willing to loan it at a, at a smaller return. Mm-hmm. You know, that's good. There's still risk because I can still go belly up and go, hey, you know that 10,000? Right. <laughs> right. Um, of course, there's legal ways to try to get that or yeah, whatever. But okay. So just so we know, we we are told that we should give and lend freely according to our abilities and the necessities of others. So that's a, that's a big thing. Okay, keep going. Okay, moderation of our judgments, wills, and affections concerning worldly goods. Yeah. A provident care and study to get, keep, use, and dispose these things which are necessary and convenient for the... Sus- How do you say that word? Sustination of our nature. of our nature and suitability to our condition. Yeah. So in other words, um, who's responsible for your wealth, for your well-being? I mean, I am. Yeah. Right. Or as a married couple, the two of you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people claim, oh, I didn't know that. Well, what if I, well, who's... Well, the public schools should teach us. Really? Like, what, yeah. what, you know, we should have a, you know, I, I've heard so many people coming to me about like, well, we should teach kids how to write checks and how to do this and how to do that. Well, that's what your parents are for. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not teaching. Well, I, so instead of teaching, say, Plato's Republic, we should teach. Check writing. Check writing or the basic finances that parents are obligated to teach their parents. Like it's. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just like, and this is going to sound really weird. If I, my child was in a public school, I'm not sure if I'd want a public school teacher teaching my child, the Bible or how to pray. I would, I would probably not want them to teach me what, what my child should do with their money. Right? Yes. So there are certain things that a, a parent should be doing. And and if you're listening to this, parents, and you're like going, I have no idea how I should teach my children finance because I really don't know. Well, according to this, you're supposed to um, be the one to, to have a provident care and study to get, use, keep, and dispose of these. Like, it's our responsibility. Yeah, you have to know it. Yeah. Yep. There's, and there's tons of resources on the internet, on the library. Go talk to someone you, who knows, you yep. know, go, <clears throat> don't talk to me. Go, go talk to a financial advisor, what, yeah. what have you. Like it's, it's our, but it's our responsibility, not someone else's. Right. Okay. Keep going. Okay. Um, a lawful calling and diligence in it. Correct. I mean, that's a job. We should be working, but that it should be a lawful call. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, hey, I hear prostitution pays well. Well, that's it's not a lawful calling. Right. I, I want to work on a gambling website, uh, get a new job. Yeah. Like there's, there are certain things. They're not lawful callings. Right. Don't do that. Yes. There are good ways and bad ways to earn money. Yeah. Yeah. The, the um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, check cashing places. That's usury. Yep. You have poor people needing cash right away. So they cash their check with an unbelievable, a fee to it. 
um, or they'll get these little micro loans with unbelievably high interest. All that's just evil. Like it's just wrong. Yep. So don't work there. And for Pete's sake, don't own one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, you ready? Yep. Frugality, avoiding unnecessary lawsuits. And that's another word I don't know. I say that. Surety ships. Surety ship. Yeah. It's um, like uh, a surety is like a um, deposits and yeah. things like that. I'm learning all sorts of new words. Yeah. Um, okay. Or other like engagements and an endeavor by all just and lawful means to procure, to procure, preserve, and further the wealth and outward estate of others as well as our own. Yeah. So the, the, the Bible teaches us that we need to be the kind of people who are not only pursuing the you know, gain, to gain wealth mm-hmm. for our for us and our family, but we're also to to protect and help our neighbor mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So, think of this politically. Do you care how much Elon Musk has? No. Does it matter? Does Does he need to pay more taxes? I I don't. I don't know. I don't. The point is, is that. There's a difference between income and wealth. I know people are saying, well, we should tax wealth then. No, that's, it's like my house all of a sudden over first two years went up a hundred thousand dollars. And if I had to pay tax on it, I would go broke and I would have to give up my house. Right. Right. So, so don't try to make special laws for certain people who have invented awesome things that our world is benefiting from and then get jealous of them or envious of them. And, and mess it up for all the rest of us because of your, your um, covetousness and greed. Yeah. Yep. Don't do that. We have young people. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say here, young people getting involved in Antifa and all this other stuff, and uh, for some reason, without knowing anything about history, deciding socialism or communism is good, without understanding they killed bajillions of people. Like, it's... It's a bad deal. It's a bad deal. You know, it it cracks me up to hear people look at the history of the Church of Jesus Christ over the last 2000 years and complain about all these injustices. And if you if you put all those injustices on top of each other, it pales in in comparison to communism in just a few decades in the 20th century. Right. Like the most enormous evil is not was not Adolf Hitler. As bad as he was. Yeah, he was really bad. He was really bad. Six yeah. million Jews probably killed, you know, eight million, whatever. The, the communist regimes killed like 10 times more than that. Like the Russian revolution and, and beyond, I think, was over 70 million. Mm. Um, uh, uh, China, it's, it's more than that. Uh, and it continues. Yeah. I got a little plug here. Yeah, go ahead. Read Island of the World. Yeah. Great That'll book. give you a little flavor of what it's like. It's a great book. A communist nation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, oh, well, they just didn't do it right. Everywhere it's been tried, it's been misery for human beings. Yeah. Misery for human beings. Anyway. And this comes, I think, from this idea of greed now or, or covetousness. Now, I will say some of the frustration and anger I see from younger a younger generation, I think they're right to be angry. Mm. <laughs> There's a, they've been given a, a bit of a raw deal. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, I look at, um, you know, my coming out of high school, graduated in 1985. I, I knew that I just, I'm going to go to college. I'll, I'll get a job, get married, buy a house, have a family. I think everyone knew that and it was possible mm-hmm. for everybody. Now, I don't know if it's a, first of all, bachelor's degree is not as good anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we have, we had, uh, uh, if we want to f- fix college debt, one of the great things we could do is fix K through 12 education. Yeah, thank you. Because, um, because now with Common Core and everyone needs to be college ready, they lowered the standards. Right. So now much of a bachelor's degree is remedial. Mm-hmm. And employers are going, yeah. It's not good enough. It's not, you got to get a master's degree to work here in this field. Yep. And so now you have like, not just four years of undergraduate debt, and you think that's expensive. Go to graduate school, right? And now you got it's even twice as expensive. It's twice as expensive, yeah. And it's going to be even more debt, and so you you have to delay marriage even further. And then even then, are you going to have a? Are you going to get a job that's going to be able to uh, for you to afford any kind of home? And the answer is no, right. Not for a long, this is why marriage is now, I think, 30 years. So I understand the frustration about that. And, 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 but, but I'll tell you, communism is not the way to go. No. It's, 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 um, but it, it, there needs to be, um, more action, I think, on, uh, on the, those in power. And maybe instead of like super, super duper older baby boomers, um, trying to, still face the battles with their own parents who've been dead for a long time is perhaps maybe they should retire the younger generations who are a little closer to the situations have more say mm-hmm. in what's going on in our world. Just, just my two cents. Mm-hmm. It's not too hard. Is it? See, I'm going to, I told you I'm going to tick off everyone here, Allison. It's okay. <laughs> but it is frustrating. I'll tell you, it is frustrating to talk about these things, political things to politicians and the answers you get back from people and at least the national level is, um, is, is kind of like, um, yeah, thank you for supporting this. It has nothing to do with what we just talked about. Mm. Right. Listening might be a good idea. Yeah. And, and this is sort of like an in the trench recommendation. Yeah. Get your kids a good education. Yes. Because we need Christians in every field absolutely. doing excellent work. Absolutely. And that will change the world as well. It it is absolutely true. You know, I I for whatever reason we could muster all the money to make uh tax credits to build low income housing as long as poor people get to be stuck in it for the rest of their lives. Right. But we can't muster up things that can make Houses affordable to buy, which just drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should we keep going? We're going to move on. <laughs> Let's see if there's any more words in here I can't pronounce that. <laughs> You'll get to them in the second part there. Yeah, okay. Or frugality, I think. Yes. Okay. Um, no, I, I read the whole last bit, but I can read it oh, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're right, you're right. yeah, read it again. Okay. You're going to make me say sure to ship. No. No, no, no. Do an, and an endeavor by all <laughs> okay. dust. Because that's a good place. Yeah, to... yeah. Okay. So this is, um, what are the duties required yeah. in the Eighth Commandment? The last bit says, and an endeavor by all just and lawful means to procure, preserve, and further the wealth and outward estate of others as well as our own. Yeah. 
I like how it even twit like in the shorter catechism, I think it says furthering the wealth and outward state of ourselves and others, but the larger catechism reverses it. Yeah. I like that even better. Yeah. That um we are to be um preserving and furthering the wealth and outward state of others. Yep. As well as our own. Yeah. Bam. Mm-hmm. It's good. It is. All right. What's forbidden? Uh, what are the sins forbidden in the Eighth Commandment? This is question 142 in the larger. Okay. The sins forbidden in the Eighth Commandment, besides the neglect of the duties required, are theft, robbery, man-stealing, and receiving anything that is stolen, fraudulent dealing, false weights and measures, removing landmarks, injustice and unfaithfulness in contracts between man and man or in matters of trust, oppression, extortion, usury, bribery. All right, let's just stop there. Mm-hmm. I, okay. <laughs> oppression, extortion, usury, bribery. Yeah. So those are, those are forbidden. Mm-hmm. Now we talked about usury. Bribery seems obvious. Like you shouldn't be bribing people for favors, yep. you know, to, to get that. That's, that's, I, I want to point out oppression and extortion mm-hmm. as as uh, interesting things here. Um, it it is um, it. I feel that we have, in the past, uh, as a country that used to be free, if you wanted to do something to produce something in order to get, make a living, you you just did it. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll go buy that field. I'm going to plow it. I'm going to plant something. I'm going to buy that field. I'm going to put up a building and I'm going to have commerce there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, right. And um, what, what, what our world has done is made, has made so many regulations on things. And the, first of all, oh, please hear me. A lot of regulatory things are good and necessary. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want the paper mill dumping in toxic chemicals into the Fox River. Right. That, right. No. I, I, that's, it, it's good to regulate that. Say, no, this isn't good. Um, or for mercury to be pouring out of smokestacks. And mm-hmm. th- those are good. Those are good, good kind of regulations. The regulations I'm talking about are simply more and more made up ways in which to um, give money to different bureaucracies in order to do what you need to do mm. to, 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 to use your land. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, the, the thing in California I remember growing up is uh, um, we had a, it would be the endangered species act. Right. So if, if, um, if you had some land and you wanted to build a house on it or build something on it, they would come out to see if there were like these uh, fairy shrimp in it, or I think that's what they're called. Mm-hmm. And um, there are these shrimp that the, they can lay dormant for like decades. In the soil. In, in, a, in the soil's eggs or something like that. Interesting. And then, but if there's a, a pool of water, they'll hatch and then they'll mate. Okay. So if, if, a, if, if, a, if there happens to be a rainstorm and the inspector comes and they see a, a tire track that has made a little pool of water, they might say, no, we can't build here because this might be fairy shrimp ha- habitat. But if you hadn't driven there the yesterday and there was no track, they wouldn't be able to do it. 
But they'll go around, they'd find places and they say, you might, it doesn't mean that there are fairy shrimp, but that there might be fairy shrimp. And, and then you can't build here. Oh, but if you end up paying a hundred thousand dollars, then you get a permit. Then you get a pass. That sounds like extortion. Yeah. It sounds like bribery yeah. or whatever. There was, there was in my neighborhood, there was a um, certain kind of fox that was su- supposedly endangered. Um, that no one had seen in our area for like 20 years. Like it's crazy. So this, they wanted to build some housing back there. And so what they did was they had to um, have this study done and it was going to cost. Millions of dollars or something. Correct. Yeah. Which, which they could have, they could, and I actually suggested this because I was a boy scout. Oh yeah. Hire kids to. Why why don't you just. Why don't you just have a troop of Boy Scouts? Yeah. They can go door to door, ask if anyone's ever seen these things. Yeah. And then they can camp out in that area and observe for a few weeks or a month or something yeah. like that. And they can do, and they get can a badge. Give, them, give them a badge, right? Like give them, right? But no, it's got to be, and, and I'll tell you, it wasn't nearly as thorough as what the Boy Scouts could have done. Right. They just kind of wander around. If you've paid the money, then you're going to be, it's pay to play. And, and it's, it's extortion. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's a horrible thing. And I, I, I get very, very frustrated with it. These things are, are, they're not, they're not good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, as we, as a nation shouldn't use extortion and, and bribery and oppression. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then as individuals, we shouldn't as well. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So especially when it comes to things that people need, like, okay, you can, you can work, but only if you get our vaccine. I don't care that you've already, I mean, I'm just, this, this happened recently, right? So, um, so what's the difference between a vaccinated person and someone who's already had it, had natural immunity? All right. Well, you still have to take this vaccine or you can't work. Yeah. Right. What? Like that, that makes no sense at all. Right. Um, so you, you got, I told you I'm going to make everyone mad. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's just, um, it's crazy. And, um, so be on the lookout for that and don't, don't you. So one of my fears is when, when people, you want to impose your will upon others either as an individual or as an organization or as even as a government, um, the scheme that you will use typically has to do with oppressive things and, and, and extortion mm-hmm. to force people to do what you want. Mm-hmm. And that's evil. Yeah. Goes along with the socialism conversation too. Yeah. We don't I, have to circle back there. I know. All right. All right. Keep okay. going. Vexatious lawsuits. Unjust enclosures and depredation. All right. So the, the, these are, um, so depredation basically is someone who is, um, like kind of goes on the offensive to, to, to grab up things. Right. Okay. So it would be like, uh, uh, someone who is, uh, depredatious, um, would be like, okay, it's, um, it's hunting season and they, they just go and kill as many deer, deer as they can or ducks as they can or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's because of people or of depredation 
that we have laws. Licenses. We, ha- we now have licenses and things like that. Uh-huh. It's interesting. Be- yeah. So, um, you know, because you can see all these old pictures of way back in the day and you got, you know, it's duck hunting season and this group of five guys has like 200 ducks. Right. Shooting way more than they would ever be able to eat or use to yeah. feed their yeah. family. So this is a natural resource that should be shared. Shared. And they're they're being not, greedy. they're being greedy. Yeah. And then the, the other is uh, unjust enclosure. So the, the idea again is here's public land for public use, right? So grazing or what mm-hmm. have you. Um, and then um, they, you decide, usually typically the government decides, um, nope, we're going to, we're going to make it, um, we're going to favor like this group of people. Inaccessible to some. And make it inaccessible to others and things like that. And uh-huh. there was like that, um, that, uh, oh, it was, it, it made news where there's a, a bunch of people who were grazing cattle and then the Bureau of Land Management decided you can't do this anymore. Even, even though it was open for grazing for hundreds of, years. hundreds of years and these same families and stuff have needed it. They just arbitrarily decided to do it. And and the, the, the guy just did it anyway because it's public land. And then there was the big standoff. Do you remember that? I don't remember. All these that. people came, all his, this man's friend, had all these other friends who showed up with guns and they stood it down and eventually the, the government left. Hmm. And this was a big thing. Well, what if, what if people did that in the inner city or, you know, whatever, and it became this, this big, big deal. I go, well, they, the government shouldn't be doing that in the inner city either. Right. So maybe right? that's the takeaway. That's the takeaway. Like yeah. The, this, Back off. yeah, this is, this was un, an unjust enclosure. Right. And they weren't going to have it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, We'll get to this another time, but I was going to say, so this is, this is why decisions about land use should be done locally. Right. Rather than some guy in the White House. Yeah. Who doesn't have a clue about what's going on over there. Yep. All right. Yeah. I, I said it again. Yeah. This is a, a weird. You're a little spicy. It is a little spicy. I, okay. I Maybe I need a seek repentance after this. I don't know. All right. Keep going. Okay. Engrossing commodities to enhance the price. Oh, yeah. Unlawful callings. And all other unjust or sinful ways of taking or withholding from our neighbor what belongs to him. Let's let's go to just the engrossing commodities to enhance the price, like cornering the market so that everyone has to pay higher prices for your thing, um, or uh, you know th- this that's a problem. It's always been a problem. Yep. And this is this is why there's been um, you know monopoly busters in the, that have been heroes. I think in mm-hmm. the in the in the presidency or, or what have you, because when there's no competition, mm-hmm. when it's just the, or, or when, when, uh, the same gr- groups of people conspire together yes. for price fixing, yes, it's, it's unjust, it's wrong. Yep. And we can't, um, we, we can't be a part of that. Um, it, it makes me, you know, all right, I was going to get, I was going to talk about our inner, our, um, our energy is supplied by one company. Yeah. Cause it is a monopoly. Right. And it, and it just doesn't, there's no competition. So we're just kind of stuck. Right. Even the healthcare discussions. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's another example of yes. why we don't want single payer. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. 
lots of yes. in a lot of ways. Yeah. All we need to do is just let fewer people make all the decisions and it'll be all good. Right. Uh, Doesn't generally work out very well. <laughs> and when has it ever worked out? Never. Like never. Or you might have one good guy, you know, for this small period of time that everyone could point to. We just need to go back to that. No, it's so rare. Right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. So I'm just going to back up a little bit. Okay. Um, unlawful callings and all other unjust or sinful ways of taking or withholding from our neighbor what belongs to him or of enriching ourselves, covetousness, inordinate prizing and affecting worldly goods, yep. distrustful and distracting cares and studies in getting, keeping, and using them. Yeah. So this, this goes back to that thing about, okay, you have this responsibility, but if you're using distrustful and distracting, it, you know, if there's distrustful and distracting cares and studies and getting, keeping and using, you know, wealth, that's, that's wrong too. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like you, you want to put in, don't obsess, right? Right. And then don't get involved with weird schemes. Right. Which is easy to do. Yes. And then also be faithful yeah. with what you do have. Yeah, correct. Like don't not think about it. Correct. Yeah. That's up in the positive. Part. Correct. Yeah. And then the negative part is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Don't, you know, going through and go, oh, if I could just spend all my time so I could become an influencer on Instagram and become famously rich. Well, yeah, that, that does happen, but you know how few people that actually works out for? Right. Right. So when you have people, uh, sort of influencers trying to say, Hey, if you just buy my product or watch this thing, I can teach you how to be this great. Well, they're making the money off of telling you to do something that's not going to work. Mm -hmm. So don't. Right. Don't buy into it, people. Yes. There's better ways to make money. Yeah. Yeah. Multi-market schemes and oh, just there's so many yeah. bad things. Yep. Envying at the prosperity of others. Yeah. As likewise idleness. Um, prodigiality. Prodigiality. Thank you. Wasteful gaming and all other ways whereby we do unduly preju um, prejudice our own outward estate. And defrauding ourselves of the due use and comfort of that estate which God hath given us. Yeah. So idleness is like not doing stuff. You're just not being productive. Yep. And then a pr prodigious person is is um, basically taking. Like they're, they're just taking from, and and it, the, both, that's not good either. Like stealing? What do you mean? Yeah. Like, um, me or, or they, there's an opportunity and they, and they, and they just, grab it for themselves themselves only. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it would, it would, it would be like, um, it would be like if I'm, if, if I can, if I'm, you know, uh, doing okay mm -hmm. in my financial situation and I go, you know what? I could save more money if I just go get, um, if I could just, if I just go to food pantries and get free food. So what I'm doing is, is that I have the means in which I could purchase food and or make food for myself, but I've decided instead I'm going to take from people who need it yeah, because it's available to me, right? I'm not doing anything illegal, right? But can you say you're not doing anything wrong? 
Right. Well, yeah, you are. You're being predicted. This is yes. This is not good. Yep. Thinking of self first. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wasteful gaming. Yeah. And all other ways whereby we do prejudice our own outward estate and defraud ourselves the due use and comfort of that estate which God has given us. Right. And that's this. God has given us the the tools, the resources, the the our minds, our bodies, and all this stuff to produce wealth. And when we're not doing it, um, or we're not doing it justly, we're sinning. We're sinning against God. Yep. So that's the 10. See, told you that was easy. Do not steal. I know. I feel like these 10 commandments, they like, they could take up a lifetime of study, really. Oh, and like hard examination, yeah, you know? So- Okay, so there's a there's a if you if you're really interested in this, and I and I would recommend this these uh, books, Institutes of Biblical Law hmm. by R. J. Rushdoony, is um, it's a it's fascinating mm-hmm. uh, because he goes into all the laws and and their implications and how they can be applied. So one of the interesting topics then is is that our are the laws of God that who was given to us in the, at Mount Sinai, for instance, mm-hmm. how, how are they applied in our day-to-day life? Mm-hmm. And the question is, are these, are these laws supposed to be applied then to our civil government, to our civil authority? And the, and the answer to that is, is uh, complicated. Right. So we know that God, that through Jesus Christ, there's been a fulfillment of the law in regard to the ceremonies, in regard to the holiness codes that made Israel a separate nation mm-hmm. from the other nations. Mm-hmm. But the blood of Jesus is also the thing that's bringing us together. Right. The, the Both the Jew and the Gentile together. So the nations are now God's people. Right. And so those codes are, are not no longer, they're not apply, applicable to, to me mm-hmm. or to you. And, um, but you have the moral law and the, all these case law. So the way that the, the, um, Westminster confession of faith says is it's gen, there's this general equity. So we, we take these laws that God has given that are just and general equity is applying it to our situation. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not necessarily a, a one-to-one thing because we, you know, we don't live in the ancient Near East. <laughs> we live in uh, the year of our Lord, 2023 in the United States of America. And, and so there's, there's, you know, different, yep. different, th- different things, but that doesn't mean we, we have to, we can ignore his laws. Right. We need to be obedient to him. And those laws are given for our good. And we need to apply them with general equity. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting. One of the things that one of the words not stated in it here is cheating. Did you notice that? Yeah. But it's implied. Mm-hmm. It's just that that wasn't a word that they used. You know, they use these other words. That they use these other words, right? Right. So so you can you can go where you know you're suddenly you're cheating or you know yes and yeah so. Well, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Why? It's you're stealing. Mm-hmm. You're stealing someone's answer. You're stealing someone's 
you're making a, a false reputation for yourself. That'll come up in this next one. Yeah. Um, but this is this is general. This is this is using what Scripture is teaching us and applying it in terms of general equity. Yep. And and that's that's an appropriate thing. So mm-hmm. Rush Dooney's book, I think, is a is a very good source. Yeah. To, to take a look at. I haven't read that one. I know his name, but I haven't read anything by him. Yeah. Yeah. He and Francis Schaeffer were kind of like the big guy, guys back in the seventies, I think. Okay. And um, yeah. So um, Rush Dooney is ha- passed passed away many years ago, but um, I, I many of his works are just really good, formative for me, and yeah. very good. Yeah. All right. We'll end here. Don't steal. Don't steal. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs>